Tatigan Antarekisis from around the entire world. Today I have the amazing privilege to be interviewing Rabbi Z Tuna. Rabbi, how you doing? Doing very nicely. This is so nice that you do this. Amazing. It's a good All job. Kinds All kinds of Hashem. All right, so can you please share with us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, what you enjoy doing, a little bit about your background? Let's hear. So my hobbies, Hashem, I know I like to uh, I like to learn, I teach, I like to spend time with my kids. Very important to spend time with the family. Um, I was born, you know, with a family Hashem of four, the parents and my young daughter and my young sister. And Baruch Hashem, you know, we went throughout the you know our lives. We got more religious as we progressed. Baruch Hashem, we got firmer. And uh, at some point, I decided you know Torah was was the best thing a person can invest in. So we got into that with Hashem. We opened up the school, opened up a synagogue. Like I said, we're very involved in Kiriv. We try, you know, it's all put it all down. That's all. Love it. All right. So you're a speaker. How did you get yourself into such an intense job? What's the story behind you? So I'll tell you the truth. When I was uh, young, you know, I was a counselor for, for uh, kids. And people always said, you know, you're going to be a, you're going to be a teacher. You're going to be a teacher. You should be a teacher. And I said, no, 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 I don't want to be a teacher. Don't, don't, I don't want to do that. It's not what I want to do in my life. And then when I was in yeshiva, he said, you know what? I was getting married. And I said, you know what? Let me teach a little bit. Well, you know, until I decide what I want to do, I'm going to teach. And I started teaching and I never left. And I, I always loved, I always loved, it's fun for me, you know, to get up and speak. It's fun. I enjoy it. It's always a, it's a challenge. And I very much enjoy doing it. You know, it's something that, that gives me a lot of, it, it's like a goal, you know, it's a goal, a mission. All right, go speak, you know, and I look forward to it. It's fun. Wow, beautiful. All right, so can you please describe to us what preparation for a class or one of your videos, whatever looks like? Preparation? Yeah. Well, generally, if I speak on the parasha, so what I do is I take a look for a question, a very outstanding question on the parasha. And I research and do my research to find a wonderful answer. And once I find the answer, I quantify that into a topic. And then I start researching the topic. So let's say, uh, for instance, uh, this week's parasha talks about stars, right? Parasha Devarim, Moshe Rabbeinu says, we like the stars. So I said, good, stars, why we like stars? So I start investigating things about stars and how stars uh, work and how they function. Right? And that develops an entire issue. You know what it's like? Let me tell you what it's like. It's like a mother who likes to cook Shabbos food, right? <laughs> she sits there and she cooks and she cooks and she puts the flavoring, she puts all the ingredients and she makes sure that it's nice and delectable. And they come down, they sit and they eat it in 45 minutes. She's working for four hours, five hours, six hours. They come like that. Okay, so that's what a shear is. Shear is you work and you work and you work. And the people, the group, they eat it up within uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Ooh, beautiful. All right. So what's something you really love about this job? I love to see that people are affected by my words. That's really, that's nice. what it is. That people are able to, to come out and say, you know what? I learned something new. I grew now. I'm able to do something you know, in my life that I was not able to do previously. I'm able to connect to someone I wasn't able to, you know, to connect to before. And I love when they come up to me and they say, Rabbi, how did you know what I what I was facing? 
And I said, I don't. I said, when I speak, every time you learn Torah, it's a message from God. It's not to do with me. I have no idea. You can have four people sitting together. Everyone got a different message from the speech. And each one of them was a message from Hashem, not from me. Wow. Now here's a tough question. Ready? Sure. What's something you really don't like about this job? <laughs> so, so, do I have to give an answer? I can make one up. There's nothing I don't like. It's a phenomenal. It's Baruch Hashem. It's a zechut. It's a schus that Hashem gave me that I'm able to, you know, be in a in a in a position where people actually listen. Baruch Hashem. You know what I don't like when nobody shows up. That's what I don't like. Hey, that, that I don't like, you know. I don't know how often that happens because I nag people to come, but sometimes, you know. Beautiful. All right. So, <clears throat> is it hard to juggle your family and daily life plus what you do? So, that's a very, very good question. And actually, it's a question that I got advice for. I went to Ravu Ben Feinstein uh, one time, Hashem Ishmael, Hashem Shikim, a long life. And I asked him, I said, Rabbi, I said, how is it possible you could be, you know, you could have a yeshiva and you could be a rabbi of a shul and, you could be a, and, and a father and, 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 a, and, and a, you know, a father and husband. How are you able to do that? And the rabbi said, listen, he says, when you're a rabbi, you're a rabbi. So you can't bring outside, you know, the home things into, into, the, into the job. But when you're a father, you're a father. And when you're a husband, you're a husband. And therefore, when you're a husband, you're a father and you're home, you have to make sure... One second. <laughs> Sorry. You got to make sure that you don't allow outside things to come into your family. That's the time you spend family time with family. You spend time with your wife. You have to make sure you do that because that's the most important investment. You're investing in the, all the clients, so you have to invest in your family. You know? Wow. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? My biggest failure, so I will tell you my biggest failure, I think, is around maybe 12 years ago, I wanted to open up a yeshiva. I was a rabbi. Uh, actually, at that, at that point, I was a principal. But I wanted oh, you're a principal too. <laughs> yeah, we have a yeshiva high school for boys. So I wanted to open up a yeshiva. I was a principal. And uh, I spoke to somebody about what I wanted to do and the different type of yeshiva that I wanted to open. And I chickened out because I didn't want to fundraise. I chickened out. And I, and I regretted it. He, so it happened, he went and he opened the yeshiva with my idea. Um, around four years ago, I said, you know what? I said, I'm opening. I said, I still was scared of fundraising. But this time I said, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. And Baruch Hashem, we opened up the yeshiva. We have high school now. We just graduated our first place. And very, Baruch Hashem, it's very successful. Wow, amazing. All right. What's your biggest challenge right now figuring out i'm going to answer all your questions <laughs> awesome all right who's somebody you really really admire so throughout my life my role model my biggest role model was always my father my yeah. father was my role model he was always a very positive person he loved to laugh he loved to joke around he was always very considerate of other people, very sensitive, and he loved he loved to learn. He was learning every free time moment he had. And that rubbed off Baruch Hashem that, you know, I wish I could fill his, his shoes, you know, but uh, just watching, he was a giant, you know, and, and Chesed, a giant, and Torah, he had his own Kiddushim, and he was a working man. 
He wasn't a rabbi, he was a working man, but he was very, very diligent and very, very sensitive. And he was my hero. Beautiful. Now here's a similar question, ready? Who has been your biggest support, mentor, role model over the course of your career? The biggest role model and mentor over, well, well, which career? Baruch Hashem, we have a few different careers. Your Are whole career, to, everything. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I like to, what I like to try to do is try to pick something I like. It's called best practices. To find the best thing that I like from many different, you know, uh, sources and, and, and put them together, you know. So uh, throughout my life, that's really what I've been, you know, taught to do and something that I strive to do, you know. So I can't say that there was one, you know, uh, uh, mentor. My parents right. added an element and my rebellion added an element. And the, the wonderful speakers that we have in our community, each one added an element as well. You know, uh, and I grew up listening to, to many of them and I enjoyed, uh, you know, what I, what I heard. And I did pick up certain nuances. Beautiful. All right. How do you deal with pressure and stressful situations? I'll let you know when I figure it out. <laughs> you know, it, it, sometimes you just have to take a break and say, okay, pause. Let me go take a rest. Let me relax, you know. But I want to tell you the biggest, the biggest reliever of stress for me is when I daven. When I sit there and I daven and I sit there by when I just let it out. You know, I do, I let it out, but this is what I need. And you know, and, and these are my problems. And sometimes I just I finish my my and I say, you know what? That that was great. That was it's the easiest therapy in the world because it's the only therapy where the therapist can actually do something. Right. Yes. Beautiful. All right. What is your most best and crazy memory throughout your life? Um, so I'll tell you. There was a um. I get. I think it was one time when I was driving because I, I talk about it. The first time I I drove, I got into an accident. Into. I went oh, into just a like pole. my sister. <laughs> yeah. I went into a pole. Did she go into a pole? No. Nope. <laughs> Straight into a pole. Happens to me, my wife also did the first time. We're a match made in heaven. She went into a pole. So. Um, and after that, I was a little hesitant to go driving because, you know, you, you get traumatized. And my father always told me, listen, you got you to gotta get back on the, behind the wheel. But you got to take buses and trains your whole life. You got to drive. We're in New York. I said, okay. So we did. And... First time my father was in the car with me, we were driving around and we're just driving aimlessly in Brooklyn, New York. And all of a sudden we look around and the town changed. It was like the houses were miniature and the streets were the size of driveways. And we didn't understand. And it was great. We're just driving me and my father. It was a beautiful time together. And as we're driving, we're moving. It was, it was great time spent with my father. And we called it Zetuni Town, Z Town. That was where it was from now on. From then on, that was it. Because it was time we spent together where we got lost. And we found each other, you know, we found our way. And it was it's just, a, it was a beautiful moment. And we spent a lot of time together throughout our life, throughout my life. Wow. That was a, you know, and then, and then I had to make sure that the girl that I was going to marry was very sensitive to the idea that there was a Z town. And not just some weird town, but that it was something important to them. And my wife was, so we said, okay, she's the right one. Nice. <laughs> beautiful. All right. 
what are your dreams for something that you really, really want to accomplish? Ask the question again. What are your dreams for something that you really, really want to accomplish? From now? You mean my future dreams? Any. So one of my dreams is, you know, we just started, I got involved in an organization that helps people get married. And uh, throughout, it's my newest project, and it's called Mekudeshet, and it's a, it's a beautiful program. And they really help our singles of our community uh, get married. And my, my goal is to really try to really ease the crisis of Shidduchim in our community. That's a real goal of mine. It's not the only goal, but it's a real one. I love it. All right. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? I would say don't, first of all, find a support system of people that are going to always encourage you and people who can tell you that you could do it and people who can tell you always can be successful. And don't, let's put this, let's, let's put this in perspective. If you have a person who's always very negative, stay away from them. And if you have a person who's willing to give you some constructive criticism, listen. Ah. But stay, you should have 90% encouragement and 10% constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know, when we wanted to open up a yeshiva, there's a the rabbi told me, don't do it, don't do it. You don't know what you're getting into. Uh, but there was rather rabbis to say, uh, it's a great idea. Go for it. Let's go. And Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, I have a very supportive, you know, uh, backbone, and and we're able to persevere. Wow, beautiful! All right, one more question. Are you ready? Sure. What is a life lesson that you can teach us? Well, it's my one life lesson that I always talk about, and that is, you know, Rabbi Israel Salanta. I said all the time, says. I think it was also. I think you saw that the clip. Rabbi Zalzalta says that whatever is in your heart, whatever is going on in your mind, all your stress, all your pressures, the things that you're personally going to be struggling with, that is your personal property. Nobody's allowed to tell you how to feel. No one's allowed to tell you how to think. No one's allowed to tell you, you know, what how to commiserate with what you have. But your face is public property. Your face is public property, and therefore. You should be smiling at everybody. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. That that's your business. But to smile at everybody else, take a look at everybody else, to make everybody else feel good, that's your obligation. That's what you're here to do. You're here to take care of your if your private property while making sure that you enhance you enhance the lives of other people that are around you. Wow. Wow, beautiful. All right. Rabbi Zadina, thank you so much for joining this beautiful festival. Have an amazing over yourself and we will be all here for more interviews and daily videos. Please us with the number, not text. 541 I'm gonna repeat it again. 541 And don't forget to elevate the planet and that Hashem loves you. To be added to the email chat, please contact the number 541 604 8581